This is the last episode in our Scott Pilgrim Takes Off <laughs> review series. Episodes 8 and 9, 2 Scott, 2 Pilgrim, and The World versus Scott Pilgrim. So, Shaw, we are at the end of our journey here. Yeah. And I just want kind of a overall, what did you think about this series on Netflix? Dang. Okay, so I am so glad that you invited me to watch this and, and review it on this pod because yeah. I probably, I mean, I'm, I would have made it to it eventually, but I have a, this like really natural aversion to anime <laughs> as you know, and as the audience probably is starting to get a, a taste of as well. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just can't get into it. Like some people get into it and I'm not shaming anybody. Like you, you like what you like and that's great. Um, but for me, it's always been a tough sell. Um, and also I like, I'm a voice actor, so it's weird to not like anime. Cause that's such a huge chunk of the voice acting world. Um, and if you get in with that, like you're, you're set, like you're golden. Right. But, um, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I would argue, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I would argue this is the better Scott Pilgrim. This story is the better Scott Pilgrim story than the movie. And I want to talk to you about that. Yes. But I think I think it's a better story, which is mm. but I don't think I think it only exists as a better story because of what came before. I don't think right. you can appreciate it without it. And it, it relies on that, too, in a yes. way. So right. uh, but yeah, I loved it. What did you think? Yes, I also loved it. And I, I may have said this, you know, I've said this to so many people now. I can't even remember if I've said it on the podcast before, but this is my one of my favorite things that was released in 2023. I I want to say. It's this and Across the Spider-Verse. Those are probably my favorite things yeah. that came out in 2023. And for all the reasons that you said, it is kind of like the best way to do an adaptation where you're giving it something new, something fresh, and you're not just rehashing. And I said that in the first episode that we talked about where I was like, Okay, this is good, but this kind of <laughs> seems like the exact same thing as what yeah. I already saw in live action and in comic book form. So that's another thing where a lot of times it's just you're doing one adaptation. This is like two adaptations. It's like an adaptation of the comic and of the movie. And so I didn't want it to be exactly the same, and it wasn't. I got exactly what I wanted, and I'm so happy that they did this and that it came out all these years later, all the actors came back that were in the movie. So I'm happy now that this exists. Like I was telling you, Shaw, the comic is my favorite comic of all time. The movie is in my top five movies of all time. Now this anime, I don't know where this kind of lands on all my top 10 lists, but it's up there now as <laughs> one of my favorite things. So I'm glad that you, first of all, that they put this out and that you were able to join me. Uh, for this series. So let's get right into it. The first one was, oh, and now, Shaw, we can say all the spoilers. I don't yes. have to uh, tiptoe yes. around it. So the older Scott that shows up, <laughs> old Scott Pilgrim, old Scott Pilgrim <laughs> is 37 years old. I know. And I was like, I <laughs> feel triggered by this. <laughs> I was <laughs> laughing so hard at old Scott Pilgrim. And then to get Will Forte to do his voice, it was. I there said was that. a moment where, when he first appeared, I was like, "That, that kind of sounds like Will Forte." I was like, oh, "I'm like, he's got that trademark, like charming lisp." Because there's, 
Okay, I got a thing about lisps. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Lisps. Let's get into this. I got a thing about lisps. I was like, <laughs> most lisps, I cannot stand. I, I, I'm like, cut it out. Figure it out. Go to a speech <laughs> pathologist or something. Figure it out. Get it out of your system. No more lisps. Cut it out. Uh, but <laughs> um, Will Forte's lisp, for whatever reason, it's charming. It's charming. <laughs> and, I, and especially for older scott i was like all right this works <laughs> can you yeah. can you think of anybody else you would you would have liked to have heard as older scott the only thing i can think of like will forte is perfect but if they could have done like an arrested development connection where they got jason bateman to be yeah. him, it's almost like he's playing his dad yeah uh, that is the only thing i could have think that i can think of off the top of my head unless they just got a unknown actor to come in and and do psycho michael sarah almost uh yeah like it's funny you said arrested development because i thought the same thing i was like there's got to be somebody in there i was like not um not will arnett um but was is david cross is that his name yes yes yeah i was like as tobias yes yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been great just to have some type of arrested development connection even though you know it has nothing to do with scott pilgrim it would have been nice for us arrested <laughs> development fans I'm afraid that, I just but... blew myself. <laughs> There's, we need to do an Arrested Development podcast show. We need to do a rewatch of the first three seasons. I don't know about the other ones, but uh, one of my favorite comedies of all time. But Will Forte, I've loved him since Saturday Night Live. He was one of my favorite cast members. And then everything that he's done after SNL, uh, MacGruber and everything, he's just been <laughs> fantastic. So I love his voice. And hearing him as old Scott just felt right to me it felt like a perfect transition um going into this future world and kind of figuring out where scott was this whole time was this a a satisfying reveal for you as you were watching this um i'm curious yeah actually you know what this this episode and the one that followed the the season finale <clears throat> they both had enough in the way of reveals that even though it's it made sense for the story some of it I didn't see coming and I'm usually hmm. pretty yes. good about predicting like plot points and like, okay, this is where it's going. It's going to go yes. here. Right. Even by the end of it, like one of the last reveals, which I won't, I'll save it for the moment. But like, I was like, I did not see this coming. Like, so the fact that it was older Scott who had abducted younger Scott uh, and the motivations behind that was pretty cool because it, it earlier in the show, there were some references to like, having the movie or the documentary be about, you know, young Neil's script and blah, blah, blah. And it was essentially Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And, uh, and then we see that that timeline has transpired and exists within this, this, you know, parallel dimension or whatever. And it's so cool. It's so cool. I mean, multiverses is in, it's hot. It's, yes. it's, uh, <laughs> it's lit fam. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, I just, I, I dug it. I dug it. I loved it. Yeah. I was the same way. Like the, all the video game connections of future Scott, uh, the VR chamber and, um, all of those things. Oh I yeah. Love, the virtual which, boy, the yeah. virtual, when I saw that thing pop up on the screen, I was like, are you kidding me? That took me back. Big time took me back. Because it's so yeah. funny because that's the future, right? He's like, you guys have VR? And I had, I had to remind myself. I'm like, okay, yes. The Scott Pilgrim of the present day takes place in the past. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I remember vividly 
because I never owned a Virtual Boy. I don't know anybody who ever owned a Virtual Boy. Mm -mm. But you would go to the store, like Toys R Us or whatnot, or uh, whatever was the big store at that time, probably Toys R Us, I think. And you would go in the aisles and they'd have one there that you could try out. And nine times out of 10, it wasn't working. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was always broken. (laughs) Um, But if it was working, you'd be able to get in there and see all like the red hexagons and stuff like it was all and it just at the time you were like wow this is the future (laughs) now you look back and like that was awful (laughs) oh yes that was that gave me a headache i i was like you i saw it in the store and i was living on a military base at the time and they just got one in the base exchange and putting my head in there and i was like oh man it's giving me a headache already but i was also like I want to play this. I don't know anyone who has this and here it is in the store. I can, I can take yeah. uh, take a look, but once it just never got traction and, and no games were coming out for it, it wasn't like super popular. I was like, Oh yeah, that's a bad, that's not something that um, is going to last. But I was a, a casual uh, virtual boy fan from a distance, from afar. <laughs> from a also, distance. <laughs> I also liked the old, um, Wallace Wells, the old Wallace Wells was 39 and he had all gray hair. Yes. And (laughs) that was another one that it's like your perception. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there on the sides. I'm getting there. Your perception as a kid of what an old person is or what an old person um, feels like is completely different than when once we are in this time frame now, Shaw, me and you. uh, So this is, it was obviously that was a play. Or that was a joke. That was a pun, but I, I wish I really had enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> but then yes, that makes that perfect cool. sense for his character to have a sugar daddy. But also that, yes, uh, essentially, he did find somebody that he actually really liked. Is, is yes, the, um, and he works for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. He gets all his games for free. Yeah, for free. Yeah. <laughs> that was another great one. Um, um, one of my favorite lines in that episode was when. Will Forte's older Scott is talking about, yeah, we got married. We got married in, was it Universal Studios or something like that? I, I can't remember. Right. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He's like, yeah, I met Optimus Prime. And he's like, Optimus Evan Prime. <laughs> that was like the big, it wasn't getting married to Ramona. It wasn't, you know, right. getting married in California. It was meeting Optimus Prime. I thought that was like really funny. Yes. That was and then great. it got dark. Then it got super dark. Mm. We got divorce, separation. And uh, and then we got in the probably the darkest thing of all, which was the music video of the song that that older Scott writes with the twins, and it is awful, awful. <laughs> that was hard to get through. I was like, do I need to fast forward through this? This is this is bad. I was and like, Vector's probably loving this. He yeah, loves the yeah. Anamaguchi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. music at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was fantastic. What'd you think about older Ramona as she came uh, back through the time loop, the time portal? <laughs> I said, uh, two Ramonas. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the plot thickens. Yes. um yeah i thought that was really really cool i did not expect to have um i mean i guess it would have made sense in that future storyline that we'd see a future ramona um but that was really really cool to see her as well um the uh the 
the fact that she was the actual writer of the screenplay did not <laughs> see that coming. Um, when the reveal happened that it was older Scott, I just assumed I was like, oh, so it's older Scott who went back and he's the one who wrote it because he experienced it. But when you see like what her reasoning was like, that's, it's pretty cool. Really, really yeah. smart writing. Yeah. I liked that. Um, I also liked this episode <laughs> near the end gave us the closure between Scott and knives that we never got in. I feel like the comic or the movie true this, there's a specific scene where he's like kind of, Hey, I was a, I was a jerk. This is, you know, not, not a great thing. And, I really like that they included that in this version. Um, and we talked yeah. about, you know, Scott being an a-hole for one, yeah. of, one of our earliest episodes. <laughs> so the line kind of hit me. I felt a little triggered by it. I got to say, cause um, one of my evil exes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I started dating her when she was 18 and I was 23. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so he says, he's like, uh he's like it's society frowns upon that type of a, of a you know relationship and it, right. they do they do <laughs> I, I can i can vouch for that it was it was something i had to constantly explain and uh we we dated for how long a couple oh, of years man. um but she was she was, i mean like what you find out is like they're young and they don't know what they want and they don't know who they are and you're still kind of young and don't know who you are, but there's just enough of a gap that creates a divide. And that's why we didn't, we didn't work out, but like, um, I'm really glad they included that in there. Like you said, it was a nice way to give Scott some shred <laughs> of compassion and empathy and, uh, understanding and the dynamics to evolve to a better version of himself. So, yeah. Did we, Chuck, did we talk about, the real life um i don't man I, like i said i've talked to so many people about this i can't remember if it was me and you uh brian lee o'malley is the original creator writer of the comic right. and he's also the artist he went through a divorce with his real life uh wife or ex-wife now at the time after the movie came out the whole time the comic was being released and promoted the movie came out him and his partner were just like always talking about it and promoting things and it was oh, like oh wow. that's a happy couple then i didn't realize this because i hadn't really kept up with him after the movie but then i i looked up that he had gotten a divorce like i think one or two years after the movie i was like whoa they were together for quite a long time so this kind of story i think of the future scott and ramona getting divorced yeah i feel like he threw some some it's personal therapy. stuff in there it's therapy, man. So yeah, that was... wow, that's interesting. That brings a lot. Yeah. So surely it was a process for him. It was a way to mentally work through what was going on internally. Wow. Yeah. That was. I mean, it made me feel bad. Like I, when I was watching it, I was like, man, um, I feel bad for for Scott. And then finding that out later that the the real life creator went through that. I don't. I don't think he's um, remarried or anything. I don't know what the deal is now, but. Um, I was very much, um, seeing that real life parallel. And when he wrote the original Scott Pilgrim, it was really him, like he, his life of video games, anime, uh, comic books, like all those things were his life and his lens that he was seeing things through. Um, so 
it makes sense, you know, that he kind of just draw, drew upon his real life experiences and parallels for this one. Um, but the very end of this episode, Shoff, we got a chance to see the red carpet of this Scott Pilgrim musical. And <laughs> the very next episode, where we actually got the musical itself. But um, it was a cool kind of tease at the end of all of the characters walking down the red carpet. And all right, the next episode is going to be the musical. Yeah. By the way, it just dawned on me that this is either, <laughs> maybe it was too late last night, but the title, To Scott, To to pilgrim i mean i caught the i caught the reference to it being obviously it's like a play on too fast too furious that much i i I grabbed at the time but it didn't even register until literally just this moment in fact you you could probably play it back and you'll see you'd see the moment where the lightning just like struck my brain and i was like oh what in slow motion in slow motion it was probably like this um no, it, two Scots. There were literally two Scots. Uh, yes. Why didn't I catch that? Oh my gosh! Excellent, so Shuff. This is a great revelation for both the audience <laughs> and for Shuff. I love that this happened just now. Uh, so that was two Scott, two Pilgrim. Did you have any other notes on that episode specifically? Um, I liked the the orange progress bar saying that oh, it was yeah. he was refreshed. I like that. Yes. Um, yes. The I think I pretty much touched on yeah no that was it yeah that was great it was okay. an awesome episode yeah th- yes this whole season really there wasn't it just a week consistently one. good yeah just yeah there really was not a well, week episode yeah the installments like everything was very well segmented like they really made a great story all the way through whereas some episodes of other shows like they'll have uh, hills and valleys and right. um but this was just like just consistent uphill awesome uh type stuff yeah and it didn't feel like there was any any filler any like stretching out or or two you know oh we should have had two more episodes like eight feels like the right amount uh for this storyline but the last episode the world versus scott pilgrim kind of a play on scott pilgrim versus the world um and the main the main thing is the precious little musical that we get to see of scott pilgrim's life and the bread makes you fat. That uh, was the highlight for me. Uh, what did you think about the musical as a, a theater guy, Shaw, as a, a wonderful uh, uh, award-winning artist, Shaw? What did you think about this? Well, it's funny because we really only got to see the audience's reaction to it. Yes. And not so much what was happening on stage. <laughs> so it must have been brilliant because the audience was really into it. <laughs> Um, oh, but what I saw, I do not think Matthew Patel has a future in Broadway. He is not <laughs> the bad boy of Broadway. No, that's not happening. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I really loved the, uh, the, the butter, like the, the decline from oh, veganism yeah. into full on like gluttony of, all right, I'm just going to eat a chicken wing or turkey leg as I'm walking and just butter with the little one kernel of popcorn on top of it uh the the complete downfall um, and then when scott the punches it and todd's like i'm gonna need another butter bucket or whatever and he's like <laughs> and he's like i mean po- popcorn yeah <laughs> like he even recognized it in himself yes oh that was good stuff i actually thought when uh scott and ramona couldn't kiss there was that barrier oh yes yes i love i that. thought 
that since it wasn't any of the seven evil exes, I was like, oh, well, who else showed up to this musical? Envy Adams. I was sure. I was like, they've never really gone deeper into that fallout. Mm, And they talked about in the seventh episode about how uh, Scott's sort of um, his decline over the years in becoming future Scott was like 10 times worse than the fallout from the breakup with Envy. And I was like, oh, so maybe Envy is the one who's really like creating this barrier Mm. between. And so I, I was convinced it was her. I even wrote it down in my notes. I was like, oh, she's the evil ex. She's the one. She's going to be the, the reason. But it ended up being even older Scott, <laughs> which and, I did not see coming. And I would bet that no one saw coming because you just don't. The narrative doesn't tell you that we're going to get another, an even additional version of Scott Pilgrim. Like, that's just wild. So, yes, that was fun. And I, I love that he's like a full on street fighter. Uh, Ryu version of Scott and his he got the full on white beard he looks like Santa Claus got all the white hair and even older is 47 which I'm not at that age yet but I'm I just I got a couple more years up to 47 so still relatable to me and seeing him be like the full on crazy uh, Will Forte mental health and well-being unknown was the title card yeah. that we saw for him. <laughs> I hope I'm that ripped when I'm 47. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him going on a, a year of training. Uh, yeah. that was... <laughs> I guess I got to spend 10, <laughs> yeah, don't I, I spend oh, yeah, 10, 10 years, years in the basement was, yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, so just more great action, which this series, I don't know if we've talked about as much. I love the fight scenes yes. in this as much <laughs> as I love the comedy, as much as I love like the characters and the and the um, the the relationships between everybody, the action in here is fantastic. And I would put it up against any anime or any other um, fighting thing that we've seen before. And uh, all this stuff was, was uh, great choreography and great fights. Very so inventive, very, yes. very inventive stuff. Um, again, I don't watch a lot of anime, so I know that the fights are like epic, always epic. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, this just felt new to me mm. like it felt like even if for somebody watching anime that this was something they hadn't seen before is my guess um and i think that it was achieved just through magically through the the animation style like they really really did something very impressive um and it turned me around a little bit on anime maybe i'll give anime a little bit more of a shot yes uh, yes and, yes but i mean some some animes are really hard to get into because they're so dense and so deep in the lore and like they're like 47 seasons and you know multiple is, yeah and yeah it's mm-hmm. just like it's hard to just like jump into something like that but right. um actually uh, uh for our audience you uh-oh. listening right now or watching this if you have any anime recommendations for Shaw, something that is easy to get into not 47 seasons not 100 spinoffs but something like scott pilgrim takes off that Shaw can watch we will review it here uh if i enjoy it we will I'll review give it, it a chance i'll give it a chance yeah. i yeah. cannot guarantee i'm gonna i'm gonna like it yeah uh most anime your... just looks like babies fighting <laughs> I, I just don't get it we want but... your honest opinion Shaw. that's all we want so if you are listening out there and you have a recommendation let us know because we love getting recommendations here in the vector verse true um, so i think this 
series was a complete success, Shaw. It, yes. it succeeded in everything that it set out to do, giving us an alternate path for these for this story instead of the same story that we've already seen in comic books. We've already seen it in the movie. We got a different variation on it, but also to me feels like a sequel as well. And an evolution of the writing of Ryan Lee O'Malley. Like I said, what he's experienced in real life, getting to see, Oh, what would I have done if I did this 10 years later, if I wrote this 10 years later, what changes would I make? And I love that just like with Invincible, like we, you and I have talked about Invincible, the animated series, what would Robert Kirkman have done differently? What would he have changed? I like being able to see creators do that because that's really not something we've seen a whole lot of. If you think about like as we were growing up, stuff just existed. And a, a lot of time artists don't get to go back and redo unless you're George Lucas and you get to do 900 special editions. They don't get to go back and revisit their previous work and be like, oh, what would I have done <clears throat> differently? So that I, I like that. I like being able to get to uh, to give these artists some more time with their own creations. Um, Shoff, do you think uh, Scott and Ramona are going to be are they going to live happily ever after? Or do you think they're on the path for divorce again? What What is your personal? I'm just interested personally. <laughs> Uh, good question. Um, I think, I think they're going to be okay. I think yeah. they're going to be okay because they have the benefit of understanding what is an, a potential eventuality. I think that that is represents like when you know how bad things could get, you know, that you need to do things differently to avoid it. So I think that yes. that the benefit of having that insight is going to help them in their relationship. Yes. And that's what Perfect. we don't get normally. And that's why things sour. Like you think things are great and then suddenly they're not. And you're like, Oh man, I wish I could go back and I wish I could, you know, have changed maybe my behaviors done a little bit more, been a little bit kinder, um, you know, listened more like all those things, but don't get that second chance sometimes. So like, this is their second chance to really, um, do right. And if it doesn't work out, then it just wasn't meant to be. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I am yeah. with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Shop 100%. And I want to see them succeed, but you never know what the, the path leads to ahead, but having that hindsight or having that experience of knowing, Hey, this is where it could go. You know, these, I can, you can kind of guide yourself a little bit better instead of the future being uncertain, you know, completely. If you have that, oh, okay, we know this, this is a possible path. We've seen it happen before. Yeah. It's not, just, oh, it might happen. Like it will happen if you continue on that path. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I think they're going to be okay. Shop the power of love. That's right. Uh, is Scott Pilgrim's greatest weapon. <laughs> I'd like to thank Shaw for joining me for this series. A hundred percent Shaw. It has been fantastic to talk with you and to see your uh, sex Bob shirt every single time. I love it, Shaw. <laughs> oh, there's more to it. Oh I yeah. You know, it's not just sex Bob. It's not just sex Bob. No, no, no. It's sex Bob. I love seeing that, Shaw. And I love seeing when people give us super thanks here in the Vectorverse. Just a small way to donate back to our podcast so that we can make a better show for you. If you just go down in the like 
uh, section, you can just give us a little super thanks or just a regular like, a comment. Let it, let your friends share it. Uh, let everybody know that we are here in the Vectorverse talking all things comic books and Star Wars. Uh, we're going to be trying to do some more comic book review episodes. Uh, Shoff and I have done in the past Attack the Stack episodes yep. where we just kind of, hey, this is our pile. This is our comic list or stack. And we need to actually read some of these so we can get our stack down. So we're going to be doing some more of those in the future. We're also going to be talking about What If Season 2 that is coming out daily on Netflix. I've been, I was trying to keep up as each episode was coming out, but I think I'm two episodes behind now. It's like, man, I might be one episode. It's epic, though. It's a really great season, arguably better than the first. That's my, my initial take. Yeah. A little sneak peek yeah. to what we're going to be talking about when we review the entire thing. We're not going to be doing daily ones, but we're going to be doing the entire what if season two so stay tuned here in the vectorverse um, if you want to check out any of our previous reviews here in the vectorverse you can uh it's it's probably going to be somewhere up there i don't know which direction it's going to be but you can check out a playlist of the previous vectorverse episodes shaf do you have an epic conclusion uh, to our let me Scott try Herman let me try, let me try. okay so uh this show has earned the power of our love and if you watch it, I think it will earn your love too.